You're listening to episode 127 of Stuttering is Cool. I am your host, Danny, coming to you from Toronto, Canada. If you've been celebrating anything this holiday season, or even if you haven't, I hope that you've had a one that you are having a wonderful holiday season, and that all of your stuttering in those uh, many speaking situations that the holidays <laughs> bring up have been confidence, have been with confidence. Well, on today's episode, I am speaking with freelance and magazine journalist and radio documentarian Barry Yeoman. I've stuttered all my life, at least since I was six, and I um, had, had a very severe stutter as a kid, and I, I have have successful, successfully carried the stutter into adulthood. Uh, <laughs> and congratulations! And <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, and, you know, in retrospect. Maybe it's a good thing because certainly, certainly having a stutter, having an active stutter, has has tapped me into such a wonderful universe of people uh, in the stuttering world. But I'm not sure I felt that way when I was in high school, and basically um, worried about how I would navigate the adult world and the professional world. I always wanted to be a journalist. I, you know, the editor of my high school paper and and my junior high school paper, and and I I remember getting getting so so many signals from from the adults surrounding me that this was a completely crazy idea for a kid with a stutter that I actually entered college as a psychology major, and I thought I would be a research psychologist, a job where I was mostly observing and working in my own office and not having to talk much. And I I made it for three days as a psych major, but <laughs> then I, yeah, but then I went to the journalism department orientation at NYU, New York University. And I realized that that orientation, that's, that's who I am. That's what I wanted to be. So I switched back to being a journalism major. And, and toward the end of my college career, uh, a professor told me that, um, that I did great in her course. She was giving me an A and that she thought I would never make it as a journalist because of the stutter. Mm. Or... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go, go. No, no, it's okay. Um, or, 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 actually, what she said was that that I wouldn't make it as a journalist unless I I got rid of the stutter. Oh wow. Yeah. Still. And this was somebody. <laughs> yeah. This was somebody who I uh, respected, and in fact, still respect a whole lot. We've talked about this many years later, and we've come <laughs> to uh, peace with it. Uh, she realizes that she was young and uh, had a blind spot, uh, mm-hmm. but it was certainly it was certainly something that made me feel uh, discouraged or maybe defiant because I, because I kept going right yeah and and I got a job after college at a newspaper in Louisiana and then I got another job 
few years later at a newspaper in North Carolina in Durham, where I am now. Um, and, you know, our disabilities um, can can be strange. You know, that's such a cliche, right? But but I think I think it's actually true in journalism. Um, because I stutter, uh, I know how to shut up and listen. <laughs> I don't really like hearing myself talk, right? Uh, it's part of what I'm doing right now. And so I, I know how to not talk too much and open up the space for other people to listen. And that's really uh, helped me a lot as a journalist. Um, it's also meant that, that I go into an interview and I'm not at all intimidating so people who are people who are afraid of being you know just completely outgunned by this big scary journalist they meet me and I'm you can't see me right now but I'm small in stature I'm five foot six yeah I have this stutter and I, I I'm I'm not a very snappy dresser and so people 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 see me and they think oh He's, he's like me. He's he's just a guy, hmm. and as a result, I um, I find that people um, people talk with me more easily because of the lack of intimidation. Hmm. And and I think I think also there's something else that makes me uh, a better uh, journalist, which is that. That as a guy with a stutter, I understand underdogs. I understand people who who have a rough time. That's right. And yeah, and you know there are plenty of journalists who can tell the stories of powerful people. I'm not so interested in that. I'm I'm much more interested in telling telling the stories of um, the 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 person in a wheelchair or the the immigrant or the single mother or the evangelical Christian who's not understood by, by liberals like me uh-huh. uh, or the welfare recipient or the drag queen or, you know, whatever person is marginalized by this culture, I understand what it's like to be marginalized. Hmm. And so I think that makes me a better journalist. So um, I worked for newspapers uh, full time until I was 35, and I'm I'm 51 now. And, and then um, I realized that I wanted to play in a bigger field, and I started to spend my time between between local newspapers and national magazines. And by the time I was Careening towards forty, I quit my newspaper job completely, and I started freelancing. And it's been it's been a, a really great ride. I, I I love the work I do. I love I love uh, pulling up a front row seat to people's houses. I mean, to people's lives. Um, I I love the writing process, and I love when I'm writing in the service of social justice. And none of this explains how I got into radio. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that now. How how did you make the uh, 
I guess jump change or maybe it's maybe it's not a not a, not a change like how did you well make the jump into into raid deal well this was pretty huge actually uh, oh. it was about five years ago six years ago now actually I can't believe it <laughs> um, so I'm I'm you know I never thought about radio I'm a dude with a stutter right true um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, broadcasting was all. I'm, I was always happy to hide behind my my computer screen or my my pen, my notebook. Um, so one of my clients uh, is AARP magazine. AARP used to stand for the American Association for Retired People or Persons. Uh, now it's just AARP, uh, but it's actually the largest circulation magazine in the world. They print more than 20 million copies each each issue, uh, and they, they aim at people over 50. And so I was doing a story, this was right after Hurricane Katrina, uh, about um, older people and how they did after, in the hurricane and, and what, the, what the long-term impact was. This was going to run on the the two-year anniversary of, of the hurricane. So it's 2006, and I'm up in Washington, D.C., meeting with my editors, and AARP also has a radio division, and the executive producer pops her head in the door of this meeting and says, rather casually, you know, while you're down there, could you just bring this, this radio-quality recorder with you and record your interviews? And we'll figure out what to do later. Wow. And I said, sure. I mean, you know, I, I didn't assume this would involve anything involving my voice, but sure, I was happy to do that. And, and this, is actually, this is actually a harder task than you might imagine mm-hmm. because I was recording people in FEMA trailers. And you, you know audio. Um, Recording somebody inside of a tin can uh, with an air conditioner going because oh my gosh, you know, yeah. 90, because because it's ninety five degrees, they're eighty years old, and so you can't turn off the air conditioner, or or they'll die. Um, so you're trying to record with this this recorder that's very sensitive and picks up everything. <laughs> but you know, I recorded fifty hours of interviews and. And the the head of the radio division paired me up with a very talented producer who listened to all 60 hours, said, there's some great stuff here. And she sat down with me and kind of, we debriefed together. And she said, I'm going to go off and write a script for a documentary. And she came back and we met a little while later, and she said, okay, here's a script, and by the way, you're narrating. Oh, how did you feel about that? <laughs> well, uh, exactly as, as you would probably feel, or anyone would probably feel, I, and I, I, mean, I, I said to her, uh, Rachel, you do know I have a stutter, right? And she said, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work around it, don't worry. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, she, she just waved it off like it was no biggie. And I was thinking, like, somebody had just told me to 
to grow six inches, six inches, six inches, six inches in height. It, it, it ain't going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the next thing I know, I'm in a studio <laughs> recording the narration. Mm-hmm. And it's not uncommon to take four hours to record a 15-minute narration. <laughs> I mean, for anybody, yeah. even if you're fluent. And it took us four hours, and the first hour was excruciating. Mm. I stuttered more than I had stuttered in years. She was on the other side of the glass. She was coaching. She was a great coach. And then the second hour wasn't as hard. And we got we got through the script with lots of retakes, with lots of great coaching, with... Um, I thought pretty good narration. I thought I thought that at about the three-hour mark, we had gotten some pretty good stuff. Because when you start saying the same words over and over, it's yeah. not mean words. It's just sound. Yeah. And then <laughs> with maybe I don't know half hour, forty-five minutes to go, we've gotten through the script, and Rachel said. So I just want you to read this through one more time. I'm not going to interrupt you at all. Just just read through all your narration. And this is just like icing on the cake. And I, I, I read through the narration, and I swear it's like something kicked into my brain after three and a half hours where I read it fluently. Wow. I read it expressively. And Rachel's there on the other side of the glass with her jaw dropped <laughs> and looking at me. She's like, she's like shaking your head like, holy mackerel, who are you and what have you done with Barry? <laughs> and the narration is, I, I mean, I, I listen to it now and it makes me cry. Wow. It, it's really beautiful stuff. And so, of course, the head of AARP radio said, we're going to do this again. And I did it again with, with another story um, um, uh, with them. And, and and it turned out pretty good. And so then um, I started to do it myself. Um, I mean, not, not totally myself, actually, because I don't, I don't have the kind of chops at radio production that a real radio producer has, but I thought, but I teamed up with a very talented producer named Richard Ziegler, and we have we are now working on our fourth one-hour radio documentary together. Mm. Um, um, m- most of them have been supported by by state humanities councils, and many of them have been in some way music-related, though though often. Often it's more complex than just about music. Um, we did three different hour-long documentaries about uh, Southern blues musicians, especially older Southern blues musicians. And now we're working on a project that we're actually very close to finishing about the my, my migration of Louisiana Creoles from Louisiana to California and how the Zydeco scene on the West Coast sprung up as a result. And i got to say that as somebody who, uh, you know, because I didn't like my own voice very much, I <laughs> I didn't listen to voice very much. I, I paid attention to words and mm. facial expressions, but I never really listened to sound. Um, 
I'm I'm starting to love it. I'm I I, I mean I I'm now I'm on an airplane and and the pilot comes on and says that we're going to land and I think oh god that sounds so beautiful I should be recording this. <laughs> I'm at the same way. I wish I could yeah, record this. Yeah, right. Sure. You you completely <laughs> understand this. Is there a place where listeners can or rather audience members can listen to your radio documentaries or read some of your articles? Sure. Uh, my website is barryyoman.com. Let me spell that. <laughs> uh, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, that's B-A is an apple, R-R-Y, yeoman, Y-E-O-M-A-N.com, all one word. And then you get to the site and there's there's a link my articles, there's a link on the bottom to radio, um, there's a link to specific radio projects, including um, the Gulf Watch Project, where Richard Ziegler and I went down and interviewed people in South Louisiana about the impact of, of the BP oil spill, there's a link to our Blues Project, uh, so so lots lots of stuff for for somebody who wants to uh, hear and read more of my work. Have you done any stuttering projects? I've done a couple of, of articles about stuttering, yeah, um, and, and actually they're on the site. Um, I had I had written about stuttering for the newspaper I worked for a few times, actually, uh, right before and right after I went to my first stuttering self-help convention. It was... It was what was then called the National Stuttering Project, um, but it was also uh, the the Third World Congress of People Who Stutter. Um, oh. But since then, since then, I wrote an article about the stuttering self help movement for Psychology Today magazine, and I wrote uh, uh, an article about why my stutter makes me a better journalist. And when um, the presidential campaign was happening last time, and and Joe Biden was was nominated for vice president of the United States, I wrote a reflection about Biden's stutter and my stutter, and and actually, I I think if if, if I recall. The article I also recounted when when Biden and I had a little uh, tense dialogue at the at the oh, National wow. Center Association Ooh, convention. Oh, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 if uh, you can, if not, it's okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, <laughs> Ears so perked. All of it is kind of fuzzy now, <laughs> right? And 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 actually, at the at the time I. Um, was writing this. I actually, yeah, I found somebody who, who had the the DVD of oh. <laughs> Biden's Biden's speech, and so I watched it again, and I remembered that um, we were actually very polite to each other. Uh, good, but, good. <laughs> um, but but he was. Um, I'm trying to remember the the details of it, but. But, you know, he was talking about how he was kind of tortured in school, about how how 
the nuns at his private school made fun of him, and they oh, wow. they called him Mister Biden, and how how he actually how he walked out of school and he pushed the nun out of the way who tried to to hold him back, and 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 he walked home and. And how his sister read the the principal the, the the riot act, and and he said in his speech that um, and I, I can I can actually quote this word for word I, I have this in front of me. He said the reason I don't stutter anymore is I went to a school that had twice a week public speaking. Everyone had to take. I had people who believed in me. And, you know, I honestly think that Vice President Biden believes this, that, 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 that that's why he no longer stutters. But, you know, if, if this were true, then every speech therapist in the land would have an easy cure <laughs> yeah. for yeah. stuttering, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and so what I, what I confronted Biden with during... The Q and A was I. I said that um, there are some number of kids here um, who stutter, who will stutter as adults, and they need to know that if they stutter as adults, they can still be successful. Uh, because 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 essentially what he was saying was. Um, you can be successful like me. I learned how not to stutter, and now I'm going to uh, be running for vice president. Or I think at the time he wasn't running vice president; he was he, he, he was senator. He said, "But yeah. you know, I overcame my stutter, and that made me successful." And I was really wanting to, you know, make sure that that he heard me that that um, that that even if you do stutter. You can still be a successful lawyer or a doctor or you know anything else, even if it involves lots of speaking. And to his credit, he backed off. Uh, and um, what what he what he said um, was absolutely that's what I was trying to say. Don't measure success based on the degree to which you conquer or meet the standard that you that you think you want to meet to be able to communicate communicate verbally. But then he added. We, we can't kid ourselves, the power of the message to persuade relates directly to the willingness of the other person to listen. So, so it still felt like he was really, he was fluency focused. And, yeah. and I just, I just want every kid in the world who stutters to know that they may, they may quit stuttering. Uh, they may not. And none of that should matter. You know, I still stutter, and I'm a successful professional, and I'm, and and I know an awful lot of people like me. Good words, great words. Yeah, I find um, stuttering is one of those topics that are sensitive, and especially at when you're speaking. Excuse me, you're um, especially when you're eating other stutterers and especially especially in a conference <laughs> at a conference where there's 
like hundreds of them and everybody has their own personal really really strong passionate feelings towards their stuttering and uh, sure. yeah you do uh, meet those ones that believe in fluency only or um or they yearn for fluency only or they believe you know yeah i cared myself or <laughs> things like that right it's uh, it's hard sometimes but <laughs> that's what makes yeah. the world go round <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, 80% of kids who stutter stop stuttering spontaneously, and I suspect one of them was Joe Biden. And yeah, probably him. Yeah, he, he can he can uh, spin a success story that's, that says this is something he overcame. Yeah. But he probably outgrew it, and you know what? I would be a lot more impressed by his story if he said, I didn't stop stuttering, and I'm still successful. I'm still a senator. I'm still vice president. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, add? Or we well, covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Fantastic storyteller. You, you weren't kidding when you said you're a storyteller. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, especially, well, especially the part about. Um, you know, when you were talking about your radio, your first radio document, you know, then recording the narration <laughs> and all that. Well, yeah. Well, well, you know, if there is a take-home message for that, from, from, from that, it's, it's that if you imagine, you know, the very thing that you're most afraid of, as some of the stutters, I mean, not you, and you know, I mean, anybody, yeah, me, yeah. you know, anyone is listening, if you... Uh, imagine, you know, what the what the absolute scariest sort of natural extension of your life is that you would just never venture into because of your stutter. If you're if you're open to being challenged on that and and having someone say, you know, I I think I think we should try doing this, um, be it public speaking, be it you know speaking another language, be it. Uh, change in career where where you're suddenly in front of a classroom or whatever, that that it, you know, really anything is possible. I I'm I'm not sure I could have believed that at 20, but but at 50 I I, I do anything is possible. Good words, good words. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Sorry again for the half hour <laughs> delay. Um, no problem. This was fantastic. I'm sure. I'm sure you are going to motivate many aspiring journalists that may be listening well, in the audience. I know one person who okay. is uh, just getting into journalism. He's he's currently looking. So I'm definitely going to say, guess who I interviewed? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I am surprised how many stuttering journalists I've met over the last twenty years. And really, some incredibly incredibly bright. Uh, folks, um, and and some of them I didn't meet until after they were successful journalists, and so 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 I know that 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 doesn't have to be an obstacle. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did recording and having a chat with Barry Yeoman. His website, once again, barryyeoman.com. That's Y-E-O-M-A-N.com. I would like to hear from you. Uh, just record a sound file. MP3 is fine. Email it at coolstutter at gmail.com. 
and you can talk about anything stuttering related keep it about two minutes and i'll play it on my next episode i'll give you a theme in case you're um strapped for an idea i'm talking about fear perf or rather overcoming fear so this is perfect for the first episode of 2012 until then stutter with confidence ciao Thank you.